like a ukulele. Mama made a baby. Really don't mind the practice, 'cause you're my little lady. Lady, lady, love me, 'cause I love to lay you lazy. We could close the curtains, pretend like there's no world outside. Then we could pretend it all the time. Look, and can't you see that it's just rain? It's Pancake Day, but out of pancakes. The only time I ever play that song, it seems. Trove Tuesday, the traditional feast day before the start of Lent or Ash Wednesday. Tomorrow, I love pancakes, and yes to me, pancakes are totally acceptable occasionally for supper. I remember my brothers and I, when Mom said, hey, what's, what's for supper tonight? It is pancakes and bacon. We were in heaven. Anyhow, throughout the centuries, it's become... Tradition for people to eat pancakes to mark the beginning of Lent in order to use up all the ingredients that they wouldn't be allowed to eat during the 40-day period leading up to Easter, which is how Pancake Day got its name. Now, Lent, that's the period of time every year from Ash Wednesday to Easter where Christians recognize our faults as human beings. What to give up for Lent? It all depends on the individual. For Roman Catholics... Pretty common to stop eating meat on Friday, starting on Ash Wednesday. Instead, they'll maybe eat fish and vegetables. Other Christians may even feast one day per week altogether and limit their eating. It mirrors what Jesus Christ did, according to the Bible. And, and if you were to follow through, what would you give up for Lent? Remember, giving up something sinful isn't the same as a fast. It's believed fasting is withholding something good for a time so that one can depend more fully on God. And eventually a fast is broken, right? And whatever you have fasted from, you can rejoice in God's glory when it's reintroduced in your life. That's the belief there, right? Therefore, the first bite of chocolate on Easter morning or something like that is all that much more sweeter. Giving up swearing, for example, might be a great idea, but it isn't a fast. It would be pretty ridiculous to go back to uh, dropping F-bombs at Easter dinner. By all means, clean up your language, but keep it calm and clean for Lent, please. And if you're wondering why fast in the first place, well, again, it's said to be a spiritual sacrifice, bringing spiritual solidarity with those who have less. Growing discipline, if you will. Now, those are just a few obvious reasons. There are plenty more, but let's just get down to the basic. What are you willing to give up for Lent? If you were to try. May I suggest Amazon and shop local? <laughs> this morning as I uh, was having a quick shower before coming to work, I thought, I wonder if I could give up hot showers and go cold. Get the blood moving. Reduces inflammation, right? Our quarterback with the riders, Trevor Harris. Remember when he came to town? He does it like Tom Brady. Keeps him more agile, he said. I guess the best way to describe it is if you see an eight-year-old kid fall down, they just get up and run, and they're fine. But uh, the order you get, you fall down, you oh, get up, and even when you stand up from a chair, it's because your muscles can lose the pliability, and that's something that Tom Brady has kind of really popularized, I guess. That's Trevor Harris telling us why we should take a cold shower, but I just decided in that brief comment, nope, I'm not going to give up showers that are hot. Could try coffee. I I love my double doubles. Maybe I gotta go uh, black coffee over the double double. That's where I'm going. How about you? What would you consider giving up for Lent? Text me at one eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five.
Roads are pretty snowy and likely will get a little ice here as the snow packs down with more uh, traffic on the morning commute. As I pulled out of the driveway yesterday, actually, as I drove into my driveway, it was completely bare. My house faces south. No snow whatsoever. My fake lawn, almost entirely visible. But this morning, it's all white again. And again, it's just winter driving conditions. Coming up with Kevin Martell, just a horrific story out of Manitoba there. A father facing five first-degree murder charges and the death of his family, including three small children. We'll have more on that at the top of the hour. Throughout the day today, we'll be all over CFL Free Agency. Last week, we heard how the Green and White uh, just had to ink the contracts. This week for uh, Jamarcus Hardrick. For the O-line and CFL East All-Star running back for the last couple of years, A.J. Willett is coming to town. And I was happy to hear yesterday the Riders said number four is back for more. Officially, they re-signed Micah Johnson before he became a free agent today. He's a leader in my eyes. He never gave up last year. Mike Jeremy O'Day have a few surprises today. Mm, not so sure about that. Tim White, depending on his price tag, is another veteran receiver who is out there in the CFL. Matthew Betts, of course, top Canadian, still a question mark from BC. He had a great year. It might be... Uh, Attracting some NFL interest, according to Jamie and I. I heard that on the Green Zone yesterday. Lions, they would be uh, set back if he were to leave. A Green Zone analyst from 3 Down Nation, and uh, you know him as Mr. Justin Dunk, said he, he likes the move the Riders appear to be making. There's really not too many other spots, if any, that they are in dire need of a free agent. Dunk thinks the Green and White have chosen wisely, too. I do like... The direction and the players that Corey Mace has gone after. And to the best of my knowledge, you know, other than maybe you could argue it with Jamarcus Hardrick, I don't think they've overpaid. Some of the riders uh, left to test free agency today include quarterback Jake Dolagala, also linebacker Larry Dean, who led us in defensive tackles last year. He's going to move on as the green and white. We're looking to get a little younger. That's probably why they signed uh, Adam uh, Huclair from uh, Ottawa. Running back Jamal Morrow led us in rushing yards last year. Out with uh, Willette coming to town. He's expendable now, I guess. But yeah, the handle is at GreenZoneSK, at GreenZoneSK, to follow CFL Free Agency throughout the door, uh, throughout the day, rather, which uh, officially starts at 11 o'clock this morning. Well, it's been a little more than a month since this hit took out one of the NHL's elite. Brandon Smith just steps up and... And catches him, yes. He ends up getting him in the mouth area. That's clean. That, that, that's yeah. clean. The, the, the elbow's down. Broken jaw that night from uh, Connor Bedard. But listening to this, he might be back next week with the Blackhawks. He is set to have what is his final doctor's appointment on Monday morning. And they're suggesting if that goes well, as they think it will, possibly return on the 21st or even the 23rd against the Jets next week. Meanwhile, Leafs Morgan Riley will meet with the NHL today to see how long his suspension might be going for after uh, 
Ottawa's Greg took that slap shot on an empty net Saturday night, and Riley, he took exception to that, leveled him with a cross-check to the neck. Maple Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe after the game said, thought it was appropriate. I'm sure I'm sure they'll look at it, yeah. And Leafs star Austin Matthews shared his thoughts yesterday. I think it definitely deserved a reaction. Obviously, you know, Morgan's not a malicious player and somebody that's dirty by any means. And so I think him approaching him was something that was just bound to happen. Somebody was going to do it, especially after a play like that. I just don't think it's really necessary to go down there and hard to shot competition and into the into the net. Into an empty net. Uh, but that's a player's code. You don't do that. And when you do, you should expect your opponent to come at you with a stick across your neck, I guess. Push you into the glass a little further. Heck, that's not allowed in a game, but it's acceptable in defending an empty net and pride. Come on. Drop the drop the mitts instead of the cross-check to the throat. If you're going to do anything at all, I'm sure. I am a hockey fan, but I think that's kind of a bonehead move. And Tiger Woods unveiled his new apparel company yesterday. He released a new video, in fact, last night on X. The new line is called Sunday Red. Everything that's led me here is woven into everything that's next. The new logo looks like Tiger in motion. You're going to see him wearing it this weekend at the Genesis Inventational. His TW logo doesn't seem to be in use any longer. So, uh, golf fans, don't go far. Next hour, uh, Ryan Pollock from the Royal Regina is going to be popping by. They got a huge anniversary they're celebrating, and they've already created their own beer. You can stop by at the clubhouse and uh, drink in uh, commemorating this anniversary. All those details coming about 6.40 this morning. Free of snow yesterday, no longer today. The white stuff is back. We haven't had a ton of snow, enough, though, to brush off the vehicle or have to shovel if uh, you want a bare driveway again. I don't know. We've had at least two and a half uh, centimeters of snow. Maybe more than that right now. Yeah, probably more at this point. Yeah. But, hey, snow is necessary right now. We need some of that moisture rate. Right about now and through spring here, too, right? Uh, Checking in on the teachers in the province of the bargaining table. Hello, I'm Howie Mandel, and welcome to Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal, yeah. What's going on here? Maybe no news is good news. But so far, haven't heard too much. Teachers in the province hunkered down in the boardroom all day yesterday. Maybe like Deal or No Deal, the teachers looking up at that shadowy figure behind the dark glass. Wondering what the offer will be. Anyhow, things do fall apart today, and they pack the briefcase and leave. Remember, 48-hour notice is needed, so with talk set for today, and no one stormed out, stormed out yesterday, looks like uh, more than likely there will be no strike this week before the holidays. At least that's at this moment in time where we are anyhow. John Stewart was back on The Daily Show last night. He left the anchor desk back in 2015 and returned to host last night, and he will every Monday night for the next year. And uh, through the rest of the week, he serves behind the scenes as executive producer. 
Immediately upon his return last night, he jabbed that both Trump and Biden are showing their age and it's concerning. Now, Democrats will say that any criticism like this, especially of Biden, is unfair because you just don't know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden, who I've been around uh, numerous times just in this last year, is sharp. He's focused. He's bright. He is sharp intensely probing and detail-oriented and focused. And the president was in front of and on top of it all, coordinating and directing leaders who are in charge of America's national security, not to mention our allies around the globe. Did anyone film that? (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're... If you're telling us behind the scenes he is sharp and full of energy and on top of it and really in control and leading, you should film that. To balance out all of what he was saying there uh, about Biden's criticisms, well, then he, uh, he went on to talk about the other guy, Donald Trump. And, and I, I just know with Jon Stewart, people are going to be, uh, you know, of course, set off by what he says of Trump, but... I thought he was fair. Of course, when it comes to Republicans, they've got a different strategy for their 77-year-old candidate. Well, first of all, Donald Trump is not an old man. He's an old man! (laughs) He is objectively an old man on a human scale. Trump is objectively old. We're not suggesting neither man is vibrant, productive, or even capable. They're both stretching the limits of being able to handle the toughest job in the world. What's crazy is thinking that we are the ones, as voters, who must silence concerns and criticisms. It is the candidate's job to assuage concerns, not the voter's job not to mention them. Look, Joe Biden isn't Donald Trump. He hasn't been indicted as many times, hasn't had as many fraudulent businesses, or been convicted in a civil trial for sexual assault, or been ordered to pay defamation, and had his charities disbanded, or stiffed on a blue-collar tradesman he'd hired. Should we even get to the grab the stuff? Probably not. But the stakes of this election don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny. It actually makes him more subject to scrutiny. If the barbarians are at the gate, you want Conan standing on the ramparts, not... Chocolate chip cookie guy. <laughs> uh, I don't even think uh, Democrats feel they have uh, close to a Conan the Barbarian standing up for them right now. But they really are just hoping. I think Biden versus Trump matchup means Biden will win because people don't want more mayhem. But uh, who knows what will happen. Well, as we expected, it was the most watched in Super Bowl history. Largely a part, I think, uh, in addition to Taylor Swift, you have all those people that uh, tune into the Super Bowl that don't normally watch football because of the commercials and the halftime show. And uh, this year, the added element of Taylor Swift had a lot of young girls tuning in as well. And there are numbers First in Canada that are impressive. On average, 10 million were watching at any given minute of the game. And its peak audience here in Canada was at halftime, reaching 12.6 million. And the total reached 19 million. Those are pretty big numbers in Canada. Now, the U.S. numbers out this morning, well, it's the most watched Super Bowl in history with 123.4 million viewers across every platform. 
Last year's Eagles-Chiefs game set the previous record at 115. This year was 123.4 million. And yeah, ludicrous. The three-time Grammy winner helped that halftime show numbers. He, of course, also starred Fast and the Furious, uh, part of the show, and coming to our big show, the Queen City X, on Friday, August 2nd. They announced this yesterday. The Real District announcing it, and uh, I think you want to stick around for another Real District announcement. I'll have for you just after the 8 o'clock news this morning. Incidentally, Drake's bet of uh, $1.5 million on the Chiefs to win of course, paid him, and he walked out with uh, something like almost $2.4 million U.S. dollars. And the rapper was performing last night, and he claimed he was going to make a fan super blessed at his show last night in St. Louis. And upon hearing that, fans lined up outside the concert excited, dreaming of, what if he picked them? I'd put it towards my college tuition. I'd probably pay, like, debt from my nursing school and then probably donate some, honestly. So far, I'm trying to dig it up here and discover... What he did in concert last night, but uh, haven't uh, come across any fresh review that reveals. But uh, yeah, he he was rumored to be giving out a hundred thousand, if not more, tomorrow to a single fan, or last night to a single fan. When I find out, I'll pass it on to you. Uh, if you're watching Jimmy Kimmel live last night, he had Katy Perry on. She will be a part of American Idol's 22nd season, debuting this Sunday, but... I mean, I love Idol so much. It's connected me with, like, the heart of America, but I feel like I need to go out and feel that. Wow, that's something else. Oh, wow, well, you know what? Well, this will be your farewell season, then. I think so. Yes, it will. Yeah, I I was just thinking about it, because you know who... um, This is our seventh season. Simon, Paula... Yeah, Randy. Randy, yes. They had seven seasons, so it's kind of like... So you feel like you don't want to overshadow them, or what? (laughs) (laughs) No, I love the show so much, but I want to go and see the world and maybe bring new music. Katy Perry's residency was sold out nightly in Vegas. That came to an end recently, and now she intends to tour the world promoting her new album, but not before her last season of American Idol. Again, that starts on Sunday. I, I... I can't believe it's still on the air, but it still draws numbers for ABC. But I admit, I watch it in the first, you know, four or five weeks because I like all these heartwarming stories of kids that they put together and produce. And I'm almost crying watching some of these kids, like, you know, what they've come through to get onto American Idol. Those those uh, auditions always get me. I, I kind of enjoy those, but after they go live and weekly, yeah. Uh, I'm not interested, but yeah, it starts on Sunday.